Guests today, Bill Kerlick and Mark Porter and I were having a spirited discussion, which went long and will hopefully leak into the show today. Before we get started here on Tuesday, September the 26th, 2023, it's the Bucknuts Morning Five. I am Dan Rubin. I must read an ad from our primary sponsor today, Jonathan Green. Hey there, Buck, Bucknuts Morning Five listeners. I apologize. It's fall, which means two things. It's football season and it's lawn care season. Fall is the best time to oversee your lawn. So if you haven't already, now is the perfect time. We recommend Jonathan Green Black Beauty Grass Seed because it's naturally dark green in color, has roots that can grow up to four feet deep, and is super drought tolerant. With over 130 years of experience, Jonathan Green is a name you can trust for superior lawn care products. They only sell the highest quality grass seed on the market. And here's the best part, Buckeyes fans. They're offering you 10% off your order on jonathangreen.com. So head over there now and use code BUCKNUTS10 at checkout. Don't wait any longer. Make your neighbors green with it and turn your lawn into a showstopper with Jonathan Green lawn, lawn Care Products. Visit jonathangreen.com and use coupon code BUCKNUTS10 to get 10% off your order of grass seed, lawn fertilizer, weed controls, and more. Jonathan Green, quality lawn since 1881. And with the bye week coming up, you guys will have some extra free time. We welcome in Bill Kerlick and Mark Porter. Things are better at Ohio State than they were four or five days ago because we are basking in the glow of a tremendous victory that has been dissected more, more times than a frog in your first ever real biology class. But we will get into it more here with the team. Bill Kerlick and my guy Mark Porter. Mark, every week we do Buckeye in the Sky from the game. I send you a certain number of plays. This week I slid in five or six extra plays because we have the bye week coming up and I didn't feel about feel bad about ruining your time that much. What did you see on tape that maybe we didn't expect as you sit here now and, and, and think about it? What surprised you? Do you give credit for the win? Your general vibe after drilling down on the tape, Mark? Yeah, I mean, there's so much to talk about with this game. You could start from so many different angles. Um, for a while there, it felt like Ohio State had lost control of the game. And, you know, the running game from Notre Dame was becoming a problem. Uh, you know, and it, it, that brought me to what Ryan Day said after about mm -hmm. Lou Holtz and Lou Holtz saying that, you know, people run the ball on Ohio State. And, and that narrative, was there for a little bit. And, you know, I'm looking at this, this defense, the four, two, five, and people are saying, you know, you can run on it. And yeah, I think sometimes that defense is more set up to stop the pass and the spread offense and the trips and the four wide receiver sets. I think that does a great job against that. But sometimes when you start getting the tight ends in the game and stuff like that, that Sam linebacker has to come up. And I think what I like about this year is Sonny Styles is that safety, and he's the size of a traditional Sam linebacker. 
And when you can get him up in the box, and there were some clips where we saw him up there where instead of a 4-2, a six-man box and a safety running in late, which, you know, usually is fine. That's your seventh man, and that's what, you know, you're normally playing with. You're seeing more of that seventh man up there, and that's going to give that defense a stiffer feel to it. You know, if you have a Sam linebacker on a tight end and he's outside shoulder of him, and at the snap of the ball, he two ham shivers him and puts him into the backfield or stalemates him with the rest of the defensive lineman, that gives a much stouter look to your defense. And you don't look soft because the running back doesn't go downhill. And I think when running backs go downhill, when our safety's back and he's coming up late, he gets there for that one-yard gain, two-yard gain, but it has a softer look to it. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where that is coming from. But I think when we have the, you know, our Sam or our safety up there closer, it gives a more stout look to the defense and it makes you feel like they're tougher. And when you see them in goal line situations, Ohio State will bow up and you'll see short yardage where they bow up. They had a great short yardage quarterback sneak we broke down. But really watching this game and that defense and having been watching it for a little while now, the 4-2 is – Excellent against the spread, and that's today's college football. You can't deny that everybody's running zone reads and RPOs, and that, that extra safety back there provides so much confusion. So as I talk about this 4-2 and really dive into it, I want to make a case for how great it can be and how confusing it can be, but maybe why we hear that you know Ohio State looks a little soft against the run sometimes. Yeah, we have six in the box. We're playing 4-2. It says it right in the title of the defense. We got most guys want seven in the box, eight in the box, nine in the box. And in some situations, everybody in the box. So we're trying to, to outman everybody with six guys and, and beat their running game with six versus seven a lot of times. And our seventh guy's coming up late. You know, he, he's, he's not down there, but he's on his way. He knows his run responsibility. So that's something that I, as I watch the game, I'm like, you know what? That narrative is out there. And why is it? Because it's not like our defensive ends are soft. It's not like Tylee Williams or Michael Hall. Those guys aren't soft. There's no way you can say that. But this defense, because we're trying to match spread and give the spread headaches, we're not as concerned with the, the stout look you may get with an eight-man box where we're playing a six-man box. So I – really went into that and there's more I could talk about and you know different situations and plays we could probably dive into but because the Lou Holtz thing and because this has been a narrative and I'll be the first one to say against Michigan the run game really maybe set that narrative into motion but I think Sonny Styles could be the key to that going away as a 230 pound safety because when he walks up there he looks like a defensive end so that's going to give us a little better look against the run game yeah, that fourth and one stop <clears throat> was literally something out of a movie in terms of if you watch the play, he turns his shoulder and squares up the runner because it's short yardage and knows he can't like tear him or swing him. And he just, it's man on man for a split second there and Sonny wins shocker. And he's a work in progress. Let's be fair. Sonny's got very, very, Sonny's got as much experience. Kyle McCord has more experience playing quarterback than Sonny does playing, you know, the hybrid linebacker safety type, and he should be a, fre a freshman. So, And, and I'd make the argument good. that the same type of safety might be a 5'11", 190, 200-pounder, and he may come up and square up on that same tackle, but he doesn't have the base to him or the, the bottom end to, hey, it's a knockdown tackle, not a drag down tackle where he falls forward on you. So 
really he's he's a nice key to what this defense needs to maybe ail some of the critics. Bill, this was NBC Sports' most watched football game in over 30 years. So I have to assume some of Ohio State's prospects were also dialed in. You spoke to plenty of them. What was the general vibe on the game? There's questions up here. People sometimes think in recruiting that if a recruit is considering Notre Dame or Ohio State, he watches train them across the goal line and chooses to go to Columbus. Sometimes that's the case, sometimes not. Bring us up to speed on what people thought, maybe your impressions of the game and kind of the overall impact of the Ohio State-Notre Dame vibe on recruiting. Well, I did talk to a lot of recruits. Uh, Saturday night I was contacting them late after the game ended into Sunday morning, into Sunday night. Uh, had a Recruits React story on our site, actually. Um, you know, the biggest, uh, they were impressed. They were actually a lot of, a lot of them that were impressed with both teams. They thought it was a great college football game and liked what they saw of both teams slugging it out. And if you look at the stats for the game, I'm not sure those stats could have been much more even between the two teams. Um, but the, the overarching thing that I got from a lot of recruits they loved what Ryan Day said and did after the game, the fire he showed and, and, and all that, you know, he, uh, uh, Lou Holtz was on the other end of it, but the main thing was the recruits really loved the Ohio against the world mentality, uh, the fighting back physical mentality, all that. That was a big hit with recruits. What Ryan did talked about after the game and how impassioned he was, afterwards. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Where do they go from here, Bill? Who was there that we need to know about? Um, when I looked at the recruiting list, there weren't a ton of guys there that I think are really kind of locked in a Notre Dame-Ohio State battle. I, I wonder if, if Notre Dame did that on purpose to kind of not run the risk of you know, losing in front of them. But were there any guys there you think that this could have had a major impact on? Well, there were about a half dozen guys there that both Ohio State and Notre Dame are legitimately each recruiting, uh, have offered a scholarship, all that. Um, maybe first and foremost were the kids from Connecticut. Uh, Matty Augustine, 2025 offensive lineman, who's really good, and his teammate, a safety, Ethan Long. They were both at the game. Uh, and shockingly, I jest, uh, Ohio State showed up at their school on Monday. <laughs> to see them uh and both i wouldn't be surprised it wouldn't shock me at all if uh both maddie augustine and ethan long in the end perhaps decided between ohio state and notre dame as their final two schools now in the case of augustine he's kind of uh slowed things down a little bit because he got so many big offers after ohio state another shocker that often happens uh high state offers and a lot of other biggies offer but uh, uh, th those two guys stand out. Chris Burgess, another one. 
defensive end from Illinois, from Chicago, 2025. Uh, Larry Johnson, he was at that game, and Larry Johnson showed up at his school on Monday to see Chris Burgess. So those guys, Mark Zachary, the cornerback safety from Indiana, was at the game. He's a guy that the high State certainly is very much in the running for. Uh, you can make a case for high State being their his leader. So there were a half dozen guys that legitimately Ohio State uh, and Notre Dame were both going after, and they were they were impressed with Ohio State, no doubt. Uh, Zachary is an Indiana kid, and uh, Wiltfong knows Steve Wiltfong knows him. Well, has got an update on him there, so we want to follow him for that. Here's one thing that was said that I, I completely disagree with Terry Kovac. I love the comments, but Fleming needs to go. Julian Fleming had maybe the biggest catch of the game. Um, it was fourth and seven. And I would also encourage everyone to watch the third 19 play again. After he hits, Egg, uh, McCord hits Egbuka and goes and, and, they need to run up and spike it. Look who's directing everybody to line up. It's Fleming. He is screaming at the offensive line to line up, okay? He was not the primary focus on the play before. He's not the primary guy on any route, yet he's still barking out leadership and being a senior on the field. Um, it was very, very impressive. You can only have so many guys get the ball. And uh, – there's some things on here like people need to get open. And Mecca was open all day long. He got open on third and 19, partially because, and if you can see, and, and Mark showed it to you on the video, there are several plays where they just decide we are not letting Marvin Harrison beat us. It's zone with a guy over the, it's a man-to-man with a guy in zone on Marvin. You're not going to be able to throw it to him in a pressure situation. And Harrison also did make an enormous diving catch over the middle with a bad ankle, so. If there's one thing that we do not need to do, it's get on our receivers, man. I mean, come on. What are we talking about here? Uh, people need to get open, and I get it. Stover's gotten open. We've done fine. The receivers are the least of our worries. Let me, for a second here, read you our next ad because it's very important because we love to eat here. With the busy fall season already in swing, you might be looking for wholesome, convenient meals for jam-packed days. Factor, America's number one ready-eat-to-meal kit, can help you fuel up with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, eat well, and stay on track with your healthy lifestyle. If you're too busy to cook, Factor, you skip the extra trip to the grocery store and the chopping, prepping, and cleaning up too. You still get flavor and the nutritional quality you need. The food is never frozen. It's ready in just two minutes. And I know that sounds like BS, but it's true. I've done it. If you level up the Gourmet Plus options, you can get prepared to perfection by chefs and ready to eat in record time. If you're too busy running around the day to think about lunch, keep your energy up with their lunch-to-go stuff. There's got tons of stuff on here. Call to action now. Head to factorfields.com slash bucknuts50 and use code bucknuts50 to get 50% off. That's code BuckNuts50 at Factormeals.com slash BuckNuts50 to get 50% off. You got a bye week here. Time to eat. Bill, during the bye week, you mentioned some staffers were in Connecticut. This is a week that's dedicated to recruiting. Wonderful timing. Uh, Like you said, on Monday to see a kid who was at the game on Saturday night. You show up Monday with – the glow still going. That's great. Who else is on the itinerary this week? 
and maybe who have they locked in on after that. I'd like you to talk about who they are still locked in on for 2024 after you know who coming into Texas over the weekend. Yeah. Um, you know, we, uh, I mentioned that a, a win over Notre Dame would really be timely in that they go out on the road to recruit with a lot of momentum. It's a lot easier to walk in that building, uh, high schools across the country after you just beat Notre Dame on national TV than if you lost the game. So great timing with that win gives you momentum to walk in across the country to see these top prospects. And that's what Ohio state staff is doing this week. Um, traditionally, and it's proving out to be the same. What they do is, um, uh, they'll get to the Ohio high schools either right away or at the end of the week. And, um, they did that yesterday. Keenan Bailey was in the greater Cincinnati area. Uh, Guys that he stopped to see included Justin Hill, the outstanding linebacker in Winton Woods, Luca Gilbert, uh, the tight end that they've offered from Westchester, Lakota West, and, and some other guys. So Keenan Bailey was all over Cincinnati yesterday. Uh, later in the week, I expect them to be in Cleveland uh, to see Marquise Davis, for instance, and Richard McNutt, who I saw on Friday night. And... Uh, Richard McNutt is the real deal. I mean, he is really good. He had a Trey great McNutt. game. What's that? Richard's great. Trey's also or Trey good. McNutt, I should say. Trey McNutt is the real deal. I saw Richard at that game. Richard is his father, of course, former high state defensive back. Uh, Richard was at the game. He's a coach on the Tennessee State staff, but they had a bye week this week, so he was at his son's game as he was out on the road recruiting. But Trey McNutt – is a 2025 defensive back from Shaker Heights, and he is really good. Um, very, very impressed with him. Uh, so they'll, they'll get to see those guys later in the week. But some other big stops, uh, these were not accidents. Tim Walton shows up at elite defensive back Devin Sanchez's school on Monday. Uh, he was there right away. Uh, Nate Roberts, the elite tight end from Oklahoma, uh, Corey Dennis was at his school on Monday. Uh, you know, those aren't accidents that they happen that way. Those are, they're big time guys that they're going out and see. I mentioned, uh, Chris Burgess, they saw on Monday. I mentioned Luca Gilbert, they saw on Monday and so on and so forth. So, uh, it, it is a big recruiting week for Ohio state. And in my rumblings column this morning, I've got a long list of players that Ohio state saw either yesterday, starting off right away, or going to see this coming week. Um, they're going to be at some games this weekend. Uh, Friday, uh, they're going to be out to see some games. Thursday, they're going to be at Miles Lockhart's game. Uh, he is a high State commitment, but he plays on Thursday this week, so high State will be at his game on Thursday. Keenan Bailey is going to be all over the tight ends. He'll see commitment uh, Max LeBlanc on Thursday. Uh, he was actually, uh, Corey Dennis, by the way, was at tight end Ryan Gaya's uh, school on Monday to see him. So they're all over the place, and it's going to be that way all week long, and we'll certainly be keeping you up to date on Bucknuts on that. That just lets you know, we've already talked about Connecticut and Oklahoma, um, and they were in Indiana on Saturday night, so these guys are getting some burn here. I, I should I also mention Jim Knowles stopped uh, uh, at – 
Peyton Pierce's school. He's a linebacker commitment for the Buckeyes. He sure wasted no time. Monday morning, Jim Knowles was at uh, Peyton Pierce's school. They don't take any chances. They keep recruiting. I don't care if these guys are committed or yeah. not. The Ohio State staff recruits them all the way through the process. Terry Kovac, I owe an apology. I was defending Julian Fleming, and I he was attacking Parker Fleming or attacking. Yeah. Which, um, Par- so- which, by the way, Parker Fleming was the Ohio State coach that stopped uh, in Connecticut on Monday to see Matty Augustine and Ethan Long. So he was out on Monday to see those kids right away, right after the Ohio State win over Notre Dame. Mark, have you seen McNutt? And if so, your thoughts. Yeah, he, he is as good as Bill said, and Bill got some great clips of him from the weekend. Uh, last year, he lit it up on both sides of the ball. Uh, he he was actually a Canfield kid when his dad was at Youngstown State, which is my hometown. And the joke in Canfield was when we won the state championship last year and Brock Lowry was the quarterback, the commit headed to Indiana, is would he still have been the quarterback if Trey McNutt was still on the team and how good would Canfield have been last year? So very familiar with Trey watching him play flag football all the way up. And, you know, like I'll give you the background. He was a star on the travel flag football team for uh, YYFFA in town. It's a travel thing. I mean, he's, he's been around and a name that, you know, we've kind of been waiting to shine a light and shaker heights. You know, I saw him a few weeks ago and he had a groin and he wasn't playing. So I'm glad Bill got to see the better side of him. Bill, how does he measure out? You know, uh, I mentioned this in my thread for that game on um, Friday night. Uh, Shaker Heights beat Brunswick. It was a great game. 39-34, Shaker Heights won. And I mentioned this in my thread. You know, Mark, it, it, you know, it was interesting. I was talking to um, uh, Richard McNutt at that game on Friday night. He was on the sidelines, as I mentioned. Um, I was talking to him, and as I was – near him and everything, Trey goes right down the middle of the Brunswick defense and about 35, 40 yards downfield, reaches up, makes a spectacular one-handed catch and takes it to the house for a score. Uh, Mark mentioned, you know, both sides of the ball. He is really good on both sides of the ball. But I mentioned in the thread, Mark and I have talked many times, we go to see these cornerbacks and they don't do anything because nobody throws at them. And McNutt reminds me, Trey, of a little bit of Jermaine Matthews last year where uh, Trey is not satisfied to just go cover people. He wants to go and make every tackle, and he wants to hit people. He's in on a lot of plays. He played mostly safety uh, for Shaker Heights on Friday night. He could play safety or corner in college, but he played mostly safety. He was in the middle of the defense. He was up on the line of scrimmage. He was played corner a little bit. Uh, but again, a, a lot like Jermaine Matthews, he, he is very physical, uh, makes plays, wants to be in the action, doesn't just want to cover people. He's all over the field. What do you think his height and weight is? Uh, he's about six foot 180 right now. You know, he's, he's a solid looking kid. Very solid. Okay. All right, Bill, one more here. Mark, you may know this guy as well. I can't remember if we did it, did one on him. I'm sorry. That's, that's not what I meant to put this one. Spider Stillery. Bill, your thoughts on Max LeBlanc, the tight end? I love him. He's uh, uh, the prototype Ohio State tight end. You know, he's going to uh, be able to catch the ball uh, like Cade Stover. 
catches the ball and is used in high state's offense. But Max LeBlanc is also six foot five and about 235 pounds as a high school senior. He's going to be able, he's going to get to the 250 range once he gets to Ohio State, and he's going to be able to block. He does it all. You know, he, he, he is not just the uh, pass receiving tight end. He is not just the blocking tight end. He's a prototype guy that can do both, and he is outstanding. And he's having a big season. I think uh, later today I'll have my future Buckeyes in action feature on Ohio State for the uh, games that the commitments played in over the weekend. And Max LeBlanc had another big game. It seems like every single week I've got a highlight uh, clip of Max LeBlanc catching at least one touchdown pass, and he did it again this past weekend. Speaking of the uh, boring afternoons, Denzel Burke got the, I said this, got the uh, Aaron Scott treatment in South Bend. One short pass in the flat, and then we're like, stay away from 10. So Denzel probably made himself some money over the weekend. Where are you guys headed this coming weekend? I know you don't have everything locked up yet, but what should we be thinking about as we uh, don't get a chance to watch the Buckeyes play and probably have to go to a couple high school games to satisfy the fix? Well, let me uh, back up a second. What I did last weekend, and the reason I want to bring it up is Bill just talked about tight end LeBlanc. Uh, Jack Samarco, the tight end from Walnut Hills, is now at Cincinnati Anderson. And if you want to see Cincinnati Anderson versus Wynton Woods, Caden Penning is also a tight end for Cincinnati Anderson. Uh, they run five wide receivers, and they have those two tight ends outflanked by themselves at 6'6". Six, six. Dual 6'6 six, six tight ends in your five wide set in high school. Not too bad. It was kind of a show. Those guys caught a lot of balls. It's nice when you run a bubble screen and you have a 6'6 six, six tight end smashing a 5'9 defensive back and a 230-pound you know, guy following down the sidelines behind him. It, it, it's going to go places for that team. So – Go they low. did a great job. Uh, I'm sure the, uh, Keenan Bailey will be in to check out those guys. Caden uh, Penning, we thought, was a defensive player, maybe a defensive at times. So he played a lot more offense, but he did play some defense. So that was the storyline there. Justin Hill, uh, Bill touched on him. He's as good as a player uh, looking-wise I've seen. I saw the second half. It was a little bit of a slow night for the defense for Winton Woods. The clock was running, and Winton Woods, quite frankly, got upset by Anderson, you know, if you care about high school football. And first play of the game for Lakota West, Luca Gilbert straight down the middle of the field for a 50-yard touchdown. Uh, every time I see him, I, I get more and more excited for how he's filling out, how physical he was in the run game. I mean, he just engulfs high school players when he blocks them. So I saw a lot of good high school prospects this weekend for the breakdown coming up. Uh, this weekend, I may be out on the road, and I'm going to decide between the Toledo area and seeing Whitmer and uh, Toledo Central Catholic, they're playing up there. Or I might go see Bell, Bell Fountain this weekend and check out the future quarterback for the Buckeyes. I, I want to see him eventually, and I might wait to the playoffs, but this weekend is kind of a toss-up for me. So I'm still in the process of uh, smoothing it out. Definitely want to see Bell Fountain up against a reasonable opponent. Um, and, and you know what? If I want highlights, I'd go see him against someone not good, and I'll give the Bucknutters five touchdown passes or something, and – you know, he'll look like a god, but, yeah, I'd rather see him uh, sweat it out a little bit. We can handle the truth. Bill, yeah. how about yourself? Yeah, um, uh, Bill Fountain did have a, a tough one this past weekend. They played a really good, I believe, undefeated London team. Uh, mm -hmm. London, of course, being, uh, uh, you know, Ohio London uh, from western, a little bit western 
Ohio, yeah. but uh, uh, they played a good, uh, very good London team, and London won that game. Uh, I'm going to see actually uh, Tavy and St. Clair play another good team in a couple of weeks. I'm going to go see uh, when Bell Fountain plays uh, Plain City Jonathan Alder, who is uh, usually a pretty strong team, be one of the better teams, I think, on on uh, Bell Fountain's schedule. But that'll be in a few weeks. This weekend, a- after I went to Cleveland, Cleveland area this past weekend to see the Shaker Heights Brunswick game and Trey McNutt. Um, I'm going to stay closer to home this weekend. I will be here in Columbus uh, and see a Cleveland team again as Cleveland St. Joseph's travels to the Columbus area to play Columbus Hartley on Friday night. Should be a pretty good game. Hartley has a linebacker that uh, is a, is, is a D1 prospect, absolutely. And, of course, the guy I'll be mainly there to see is Bo Jackson, the running back, linebacker, safety uh, from uh, Cleveland St. Joseph. So I'll be there to see him on Friday night. And uh, he is, by the way, expecting uh, to see Ohio State later in this week sometime when the Buckeyes come in to see him. Great stuff from our guys. We'll be back on Thursday with Bells on. Keep it locked in here, Bucknutters. The Ohio State team is on a bye week, so you won't get Ryan Day. Usually you get him today. You'll get him tomorrow. And uh, pretty sure he's all chilled out by now. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Bucknutters.